0: Praise God. We serve an awesome God. Amen. Amen. He has given us so much. He has done so much for us. God wants me to announce to you this morning that there is nothing on earth that can defeat you. Hallelujah. There is no power on earth that can overcome your life. It doesn't matter what is going on in the world. It doesn't matter what the circumstances of life is. God said that you are more than a conqueror. That's who he made you to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He made you to be an overcomer. He made you to excel in this life. Praise God. You know, Satan is present here on earth. Mm -hmm. He's present and his work is to try to stop what god is doing yeah. that is his mission to stop what god is doing therefore he challenges everyone who is named after christ trying to stop god's plan and purpose from being fulfilled in your life that is his plan the more you know the enemy the better prepared you be the more you know the enemy's tactics the more prepared you will be to face him and overcome him. So his plan is to stop you from advancing. His plan is to stop you from fulfilling God's purpose. His plan is to make sure that you don't enjoy the goodness of God. Hallelujah. But God wants me to tell you that you have overcome already. Victory belongs to you already. Your name is written with victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you must know how to activate this victory in your life. That's very important. When when heaven looks down on earth and sees Christians being overcome by circumstances and being in bondage, it is a sad sight. It's a sad thing. Because it's not supposed to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not supposed to be. Everyone who is named after Christ must manifest victory in your daily walk. It is your birthright. And I'm going to show you today how to to live your life daily so that the glory of Christ is revealed. Hallelujah. So the power of Christ is manifested in your life. It is your birthright. Because God is your father, all his power is for you. All his glory is for you. All the accomplishments of Jesus Christ is for you and in your life. How then can you fail? How then can you be bound by anything on earth? How then is it possible? That means there is something you do not know that you must know today. In Jesus' name. There is a revelation, a knowledge that you need in order to walk in victory. There is a knowledge you must possess in order to walk in constant victory. And I've, I've, I've been speaking to many Christians all my life, all these years. I've interacted with a lot of Christians. And I've come to this conclusion. Many people in the church do not understand the truth. <laughs> many people do not understand the truth because the Bible said you shall know the truth. And the truth will do what? So if I possess the truth, therefore liberty is my portion. Yeah. Hallelujah. If I know the truth and I have the truth, then the truth will produce liberty. That's what God said. Yeah. If what God said does not happen, either God is a liar, which is not, or I don't believe it. That's what it means. So if I hold on the truth, I believe the truth, I have the truth, my life must reveal liberty. Amen. My life must manifest freedom. Yeah. In other words, there should be nothing bounding me, holding me in bondage. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's start this journey today. We have so many things to do today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have communion after church and other things. There's so that's time. Hallelujah. Let us begin today. From uh, Hebrews chapter 6, you know the, you know the Hebrews 11 verses, you know the verse. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. <laughs> without faith, it is impossible. You cannot please God. No. So if that is the, what God said, then I must know what it means to be in faith and to live by faith. That is why you are here. You are here to be educated. You are here to be taught. You are here to... To receive impartation of the Holy Ghost so that when you go out of this place, you live this life that God is talking about. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, coming to church on Sunday is not a religious duty. No. You are here to, be, to learn something. You are here to receive. And it is what you receive that you used to live. You apply it to your life, in your home, in your business. And you see what God says coming to pass in your life. Hallelujah. To always attend services and be in meetings, and then your life is not showing what God was said. It's an error. Hallelujah. Bible says the just must live by faith. The righteous must live by faith. So what is this faith God is talking about? Hebrews 11.1 said, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So faith, living by faith, is living with a different reality. Not the ones you see with your physical senses. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> faith is a gift of God to you. Faith has to do with what Christ has accomplished. Let me, let me talk about faith in the realm. Do you know that without faith, you can't even live in the natural? You can't live natural life. Natural life, you can't live without faith. For example, I believe after church today, most of us will go to a restaurant and we sit down and order food to eat. And when the food is served, you start eating. Do you know where the food is prepared? No. Do you know who prepared it? Do you know the ingredients they use in preparing it? No. But you're eating it out of natural faith. <laughs> <laughs> They're just eating it. <laughs> who told you that there was no poison in the food? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. You buy your ticket. Most of you, came come from Africa and other places. You buy your ticket to enter a, a plane. And you sit down comfortably in the flight, saying that after six hours, you'll be in Turkey. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't even know who the pilot is. Yeah. You don't know if the engine is proper, he's working properly. But by natural faith, you enter the flight and you sit down. Believing that you'll be in Istanbul after six hours. <laughs> believing blindly. Hello. So without even natural faith, you can't even exist in life. You can't even live. You're driving your car, and here comes traffic light. You stop. Believing that the man, the other side, will stop also. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Without natural faith, there is no life, even. You can live. How foolish will it be? You walk into a restaurant and go to the owner and say, I want to see how you're preparing your food. <laughs> I want to know the I won't eat this food until you tell me how you prepared it. It sounds funny, right? Okay. Let's move shift it to the spiritual realm. God said something to you, and most of us are doubting him. Hello. We don't believe. That's why unbelief is terrible before God. We don't believe him. We don't trust. When he said something in his word, we don't believe it. That's why we don't see manifestations. Because we don't really believe. Hallelujah. I pray to God that we exhibit trust and, and, and faith in God the way we exhibit it in natural things. That's it. You're in business, you go and invest your business, invest money in business, believing that the business will produce profit. Who told you? (laughs) You go to the bank, you deposit your money. Who told you the bank will not close down the next week? (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) How do you know that the bank will fold next week? All blind faith, all in blind confidence to man, to man's system. But when it comes, and we know man's system is, is, I mean, it's it's something that can fail anytime. But God never fails. God is calling us to trust him, yet we are doubting him. (laughs) Yet we are doubting his word. When God says something, it is yea and amen. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but his word Remains forever. Amen. Whatever God said in his word is final. It is. That's why he said, without faith, no one is able to please him. For he that comes to him or believe that he is. Watch this. He is present tense. He is reality. He is. So his word is. His word is. Present tense. If God says you are healed, his word is, today, now, is, you are healed and does it. The question is, do you believe it? That's what the question is. Do you believe it? Most times we don't. And we doubt. And we wonder why it seems as if the power of God so much revealed in the Bible is not manifesting in our lives. Each of us in the life, in our lives, the power of God must be manifesting mm-hmm. in each and every one of us. Yeah. The power of God must be manifesting. Yeah. That's your inheritance. Yeah. So if the power is not manifesting, I will tell you what is wrong today. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. I will show you how to activate the power that is inside of you. Because as long as you are a child of God, God has deposited his power inside of you. Amen. You have it. You have it in you. <laughs> That's why I say the question is, do you believe it? You have the power of God inside of you. Bible said it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Let's go there, please. And sometimes we, we start talking and we forget the Bible. <laughs> because during Bible school, the Bible was put inside of us. Hallelujah. The Bible is not just in the book. It is meant to be in you. Flowing like a river. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Okay, let me start from verse 18. He said, That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Are you there? That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? It's clear. The power of God in us and towards us who believe. Anyone who believes has received the power of God to walk in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of God is with me. Say it with me. The power of God is with me. The power of God is in me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The power of God is with you and in you. That is what makes you a child of God. And that power has come to conform you to what the word said, to manifest the word in your life. The word is spiritual, right? The word is spiritual. Every word you say is is, is spiritual. When you say tell somebody you're going to do something, you say something. But your action will cause that thing to become flesh. Yeah. Hallelujah. The word of God is life and spirit. It's spoken, but it's in the spiritual realm. Your faith, your faith makes the word of God flesh. Your faith causes the word of God to become a substance in your life. That's what, that's what God wants. It's like a chemical reaction. Once you activate it, the end product will be material thing. The word is spoken spiritually, but it will manifest in your life as a matter, as a material thing. Hallelujah. For instance, God said, by my stripes, I have healed you. Spirit is word. You receive it and believe it and hold on to it and health and healing manifest in your body. Your faith has made the word of God flesh. Hallelujah. God said you are rich. God said you are rich. (laughs) I did not say it. God said it. God said you are rich. But maybe now you don't have any money in your in the bank account. Now you don't have any money. Your faith is to make that word flesh. I said your faith, not your works. Your faith, not your sweat, not your labor. Your faith is to make the word of God flesh. Hallelujah. 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 This is where many people in the church, we don't get it. The only thing required of you is faith. Believe in God. Trust in his word. Amen. In what he said. If you can trust natural things around us, and obey them without even doubt. (laughs) How we obey them. (laughs) How we obey this natural life. We obey the forces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to walk out of this window when you're living instead of walking out of the door? (laughs) Uh, You walk out of the window uh, (laughs) instead of walking out of the steps. No, you fear. You fear the law of gravity so much, right? (laughs) And you don't want to do that. Hallelujah. His law. That law does not respect. <laughs> he has no respect of person. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God has said something, your response is believe. Your response is to receive it without doubt. Without doubt. How many of you would doubt that when you step out of here, you will become something else? <laughs> no, you wouldn't doubt it. We don't doubt it. We don't doubt natural things. My question is: Why do we doubt the word of God? Why do we exhibit such unbelief towards God? How many of us here are parents? <laughs> Hallelujah! If you have a kid and your kid comes to you and says, "Daddy, I want pay my school fees. It's time. I need to pay my school fees," and you say, "Okay, I will do that," you say, "I will pay your school fees." Okay. And then, he said, go to school. I've paid the school fees. And the child said, no, I did not I, I did not see when you paid it. I want to see how you paid it. I want to see when you paid it, how you transferred it, before I go to school. Okay? And then the next day comes, the child doesn't want to go to school because, that you haven't paid my school fees. He said, I have paid your school fees. And he said, no, I want to see how you paid it. I want to see when you paid it. Then I will believe. <laughs> if we do, if the child does that, I mean, it's funny initially, but when she continues to do that, it's something else. You will, you will find your, if it's in Africa, we'll find our cane. <laughs> and we'll <laughs> we teach the child some. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we do some disciplining. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that is the attitude we are exhibiting towards God every day. It's funny, but it's real. When God said, You are. The righteousness of God. God said you are righteous. (laughs) Do you know that under the old covenant, being righteous is what qualifies you to all the promises? Under the old covenant. I mean, it's something hard for them to attain. But when when you attain all the law, when you obey all the law, being that righteous qualifies you to receive all the blessings of heaven. And now God said, You under new covenant have been made righteous. Amen. <laughs> you have been made righteous by Christ. Do you believe it? Amen. Do you look yourself in the mirror every day and say, What you see, and point to the image you're seeing, you are the righteousness of God. Do you speak the word of God back to yourself because you believed it and its truth? Or are you waiting, just like the child, doubting the parents' faithfulness? Doubting, if I don't see it, I will not believe it? Hello, like Thomas. Until I see and feel, then I will believe. And the Lord says, the blessing follows those who do not see and believe. The blessing comes to those who only believe, not those who see. That is why I see people in the church, they sit down in the church yearly, from year to year, the power of God that is in them is not activated. Yeah. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's not your portion in Jesus' name. Yeah. The power you are carrying is greater than the power in the world. Yeah. Bible says, Greater is He in you than He that is in the world. Yeah. What does it he mean? It's saying that there is enough fire power within you than what is outside. Yeah. So, what can defeat you? Nothing. How can you, a child of God, a Christian, and you say, God is my father. And then because of the COVID situation we're having today, we we don't have a job. My business is suffering. Okay, it can happen. But then you are carrying a power inside of you. Activate the power to bring forth something new. Activate the power in you to manifest something new. Because the power is there. Bible we say the same power. This power created heaven and earth. It says by faith we know that all things we see we are brought forth. Not by what was already existing, but by the word of God. Amen. Hebrews 11.3. By the word of God, all things were brought into existence. Amen. By the word of God. By the same power inside of you. So bring something new. Yes. If one door closes, another one will open to you. Because you are a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no way. Listen, it is not possible for you to remain stagnant in a place. Mm-hmm. It does not matter what is going on in the outside. It doesn't matter. Yes. It is your birthright to triumph in life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is your birthright to triumph in life. When you see a Christian who is faced with the circumstances and he cannot be able to overcome that circumstance. The power in him is not activated. Mm-hmm. I hope this thing sinks into you today. Yeah. The power in you will overcome any situation. Yeah. The power in you will rise above anything the devil throws at you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. The question is, do you know how to activate that power? Yeah. Do you know how to activate it? How to release it into working? Praise God. First, I say you must walk by faith in God's word. You must live by faith in what God said. The Bible says you are joint heir with Christ. <laughs> oh God. If I go this year, I don't know how I'm going to come at that today. You are joint heir with Christ. What does it mean to be a joint heir with Christ? In other words, you are one with Christ. Think about it for a moment. I want you to release your imagination and think about what it means that I am joined as one entity with Christ. Hello. This is not, you know, I, I've studied the gospel and i found that the gospel cannot be understood with human mind. You can understand it. The Holy Spirit must lead you into this truth. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit must bring us into this truth because these are truths that defies human logic. These are truths that is beyond human reasoning. Yeah. It's beyond it. How does it mean that I am one with Christ? How is it that I am one with God? Who is Christ? God. Amen. And Bible says, "You are one with God." That's why when Jesus says, when he said to the Jews, "I am my I and the Father we are one." Mm-hmm. Eh? They look for stones. eh? (laughs) Who is this man that is blaspheming? Let's kill him. Why? Because how can you, being a man, put yourself on the same level with God? Because the gospel doesn't respond to your mind. God doesn't expect you to think, analyze the gospel. He only wants you to believe it. To receive it as truth. That's all God wants from you. Only to receive it. Not to analyze it. Because if you want to analyze it, you cannot understand it. It's a waste of time. So God says, I have joined you into into oneness with my son. You are now one with Christ. Do you believe it? (laughs) Do you believe it? And how did he do it? How did he do it? He said that when, when my son was on the cross... When he died on the cross, was buried and resurrected. Anyone who believes in him, that which he has done is passed on to him. Yeah. <laughs> Romans chapter 6, verse 1. As many of you as were baptized into Christ. What did he say? Let's go there. Romans chapter 6, from verse 1. Romans chapter 6, from verse 1. We don't have the Bible here, right? Romans 6, 1. What then shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? When did we die to sin? When did you die to sin? When Christ died. Now watch verse 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as we are baptized into Christ Jesus, we are baptized into his death. Hello. Hello. Bible said, as many of us as we are baptized into Christ, you know, baptism. Mm-hmm. The normal baptism we do with water. Yeah. You know? The <laughs> Bible said that when you were baptized in water, you were being baptized into the death of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we walk In the newness of life. That is how I became joint heir with Christ. Praise God. Because as long as you're a Christian who desires to advance, you're going to come face to face with Satan. He's going to confront you. You have to give reason for your faith. Hello. He will confront you. Oppositions, obstacles will be your lot. But you must know who you are. How did you become a joint heir with Christ? How? How is a Christian more than a conqueror? How is a Christian an overcomer? How did it happen? You must know how it happened. It happened on the cross. Hello? It happened when Christ was dying on the cross. That is when I was was joined with him. I was buried with him. And I was raised with him into a new life. I can tell Satan, I am a new creature. I am a new being. You have no right over me. In fact, I have authority over you. You must know where these things come from. You must know where your authority comes from. so when you say Satan, get behind me, he will obey you, yes. because you are speaking from the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible said to him that believes all things are possible, to him that believes, believes what this truth, this very one. <laughs> Hallelujah. This very one. He believes that he is one with Christ. He that believes that he is joint heir with Christ. He that believes that Christ is my life. Bible says in, in, in Galatians chapter 3, it said, when you believe and baptize, you have put on Christ. And now, because you have put on Christ, are you the seed of Abraham? So the Bible says. So when you believe this truth, when you have them in you as a living reality, and you're living by them, Satan is not your match. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what he throws at you. You are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, help us. You are more than a conqueror. Amen. It doesn't matter what you see in this world. And you're going to live from victory to victory. Bible we say we Amen. go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from victory to victory. Amen. This is the story of your life. Yes. This must be the story of your life. Everyone who is named Christ, the story of your life must be from glory to glory, from victory to victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If it is not in that sequence, it's easy to correct it. It's easy. If you're sincere, just take the word of God. I'm coming to that in a moment. What do you need to do? You need to just spend time with the Lord. That's it. Spend time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spend time with the word. Listen, your Christianity is 95% outside the church walls. It's more than 95% outside the church walls. So here you're coming here just, I mean, to be, like I said earlier, to be educated and imparted and touched by God. And you go out and manifest the victory. Outside. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yes. You go out to manifest the victory. So if your Christian life starts and ends in the church. Oh God, you're, you're finished. <laughs> it's not just here. You're here to receive. Now you're receiving fresh revelation. You're receiving empowerment as the word of God comes. And you go out and say, no, that weakness must live my, my life in Jesus' name because I am more than a conqueror. Nothing on earth should bound me. Hallelujah. So you, you, you're receiving revelation to go out And live as a victorious child of God that you are. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are ordained to succeed in life because the power of God is with you. How can you not be a success? Mm -hmm. How? Unless, of course, your faith is being educated through trials. Unless you're going through trial or a season of trial, apart from that, there's something that you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. Hallelujah. Apart from that brief season of going through trial, which is for your good, you are unstoppable. Praise God. Because the power of God, the anointing of God, the glory of God is in your life. Praise God. That's why it's a joyful thing to be a Christian. In these last days, you must learn to live and walk by faith every single day. Every single day. To walk by faith is almost it's like putting a blindfold. Your eyes are blind to the natural. You don't even care. You are blind to the natural. But you are living by faith, rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means. In fact, sometimes I, I think it's better for Christians to be blind, blindfolded. Because we, we are too moved by what things we see and things we feel. We are too moved by the things we hear from the media. We are too moved by the natural things. If the, if the, if the media says, ah, there's, there's, there's epidemic there's, there's this. And we also start being afraid. Yeah. As if we are orphans. As if we, f- we forget that our father owns the universe. And we say All power in heaven and earth belongs to him. Yeah. He controls all things. Amen. And he is your father. Yes, right. And he's your father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's your father. Hallelujah. He's your father. Amen. God is your father. Amen. God is your father. Amen. <laughs> oh my God. God is your father. I pray that same sin, he's your dad. Amen. He watches over you. Yes. If you're a father, you know you love your kids to a fault. You love them so much. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God loves you. God is your father. Amen. That will keep you going. It doesn't matter what is, what is going on around you. Mm-hmm. It's your dad. The first words Jesus spoke when he rose, he said to Mary Magdalene, he said, Go tell my brothers. That I'm going back to my God and their God. To my father and their father. After resurrection. Hallelujah. He didn't say that before resurrection, but after resurrection. That means that after resurrection, his glory has been given to all his followers. We are now the same. We are now joint heirs with Christ. So we are now, all of us are children of God. Praise God. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. Your citizenship in heaven. Bible says he that is born from above is above all. You are born from above. There is nothing from below that will be able to hinder your life. The below life is not is no longer your life. Train yourself, train your body to be godly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Train yourself in that higher life. That is where you belong. You belong above and not below. You belong above and not below. That is who you are. These truths must, must become reality in your life until it begins to come out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> when I spend time with somebody and they talks to me, I will know whether the person is in faith or is not in faith. Yeah. <laughs> I will know because what is in you comes out of your mouth. Yeah. If you are full of faith, you will speak yeah. of faith. Things that are, not, that are unreal to the natural senses. I mean, you cannot talk about things are hard. Things are not hard. Hello? Ah, yeah. Things may be hard to those who don't have hope, who don't know Christ. But not to you. Yeah. Not to you. Because your father is on the throne. Yeah. Your father is in charge. Yeah. Your father is in control, not Satan. Yeah. Hallelujah. Not Satan. He is not in control. He's not omnipotent. Your father is omnipotent. All power belongs to him. How then can you open your mouth and talk as if you're an orphan? As if you don't have God as father. That means you don't believe. That is unbelief right there speaking. Some believe speaking. And many people in the church are content just to come to church without these truths being in them. Listen, listen. If you want this truth to be reality in your life, you have to learn to spend time with God. Spend time with the word of God. I'm speaking it now, but if you don't do something about it before tomorrow morning. The wars are gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must go home. Listen. In these last days, we all must purposely make our time to be with the Lord. Jesus had a busy ministry, right? Very busy ministry. Mm -hmm. Imagine that ministry from morning to night, casting out demons, healing the sick, teaching from here to here. Yet, at night, the Bible said he would go and spend long hours with the Father. You know, today we are too ah, we are too busy, busy, the business, work, job, and we come back home, we sleep. How then can you your faith be recharged? How then can the prince of God in you I mean, look like just charging your phone? Imagine your phone going days without being charged, it will die. How do you recharge your faith in the prince of God and feeding on the word of God daily? Yeah. Don't be a religious Christian. Yeah. Don't be a religious Christian. Who is a religious Christian? One who attends services. Bible said, having a form of godliness. Denying the power. The power of God must be in your life manifested. Yeah. That shows me that this one is not religious. This one is fire. How do you maintain the fire? Ever say communion and fellowship with the Lord. <laughs> communion and fellowship with the Lord. Hallelujah. How is your prayer life? This, these are the things we repeat every week from the altar. It's been said every week. We go out, we forget it. And then how, how are you going to live the victorious Christ life God wants you to live? You have to learn to spend enough time with God. You must spend time studying the word of God. If you are going through things that, are, that limits you, things that are I mean, we call, it, we call it hardship or you're going through tough times. Listen, let me give you, tell you what to do. Don't try to waste your time trying to come out of the situation. Do you hear me? If you look around, things are tough. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn to. Don't, don't try to come out of it. Take your Bible and close yourself with God. And study that word. And Pray. <laughs> and spend time with God until you generate enough power that will blast open doors in your life. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We don't do this as Christians. We don't. You know what we do? We run from point A to point B trying to get ourselves out of our problems, but we don't spend enough time with God. We don't. The Bible is full of stories of miracles upon miracles upon miracles. That's what you see. You saw Mama Red one this morning. The lady, the, lady the, the widow woman, had no money. Present day, no money, no job, no business, nothing. What's she gonna do? Just like most of us, she went to the, you know, Elijah is a type of Christ, right? It's a type of Jesus. So she, let's say she went to the anointing. She sought out the anointing. Hallelujah. You have the Bible. You have your Bible in your home. We have that precious book lying down in our homes. We don't even know what is inside of it. We have that book. Listen. Do you want a revival? How many of you want an encounter with God? How many of you want an encounter with God? Do you know that you can, you can provoke an encounter anytime you want it? Anytime. Anytime you want an encounter, you provoke it. Take that book in your, lying down in your pillow. Start to read it. And start to pray. After seven days. Do that prayer after seven days consistently and God will appear. Hello. God is not too far. He's not too far. He only appears to those who are hungry. He only appears to those who are seeking him. He says, seek me and you shall find me when you seek me with all your heart. I have tested and seen God is not far. He's not far. We are too busy for him. We are too busy for him. And because we are too busy for him, he's just looking at us. What you know about us? He says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Yeah. So the first step is always ours to make. So if you want an encounter, begin today. If you want your circumstances to change, you can, you can activate the power to change it. You can. I have proved it. I have tested it. I have seen it. I have gone through a lot of things in my own life. And in them all... I've seen the power of God miraculously bring me to the other side of of victory. So I'm speaking what I've handled and what I've felt and and tested. God never fails anyone. He never fails anyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Maybe it's it's physical sickness or whatever you, you, you have in your life. Listen. Close yourself with God. Spend time with God. Don't worry about the natural things. You will not die of that hunger. It will not kill you. Hunger doesn't kill anybody. It doesn't kill. Hallelujah. (laughs) You won't die of it. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Listen, they say when you don't have... People say when you fast because you don't have food, that is not really fasting. I don't really believe that. If Satan makes me not to have food, I turn it into fasting. Of course. Begin to worship God in it. To worship God in the midst of lack... To sing praises in the midst of lack shows that you have faith. Yes. It reveals your heart that this one knows God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That God is real to you. Amen. That's what he shows. But when you begin to complain and grumble in the midst of lack, you don't know him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know him. Yeah. Because you don't know that there is power so much in God that can change your circumstances overnight. Yeah. You don't know it. Because if you know it and believe it, you'll be the most joyful person around. That is why the joy of the Lord has nothing to do with physical things. It is joy that comes from the person of God. It's joy that comes because you know God. It's joy that comes because you know that God is almighty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, sometimes I just close my eyes and think it is so beautiful to be a child of God. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So wonderful to be a child of God and know it and be growing in it. It doesn't matter what failures you might have experienced today. It ends today in Jesus' name. Amen. It doesn't matter the failure. Bible says his mercy day are new every morning. His goodness is new every morning. Listen, God is your greatest cheerleader. He's your greatest supporter. He's supporting you to become all that he died on the cross for you to be. That You will, will never find God coming to you and saying, uh, you did this, you did that. No. Eh, eh. God will come to you and say, child, do it this way. Amen. He tries to make you stand up and be the person he created you to be in Christ. Amen. That's what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you stay with him, you will find that your life is, is, is filled with victory. It's filled with victory. It's filled with joy. It's filled with peace. You heard a testimony this morning. Things that, that is hard to, to happen in, they call it pandemic. It's happening to them. Happened to them. Should be your story. When I hear your story, I should, see, I should hear testimonies of God's power yeah. at work. Yes. God's power at work. Yeah. How is it that the man accepted $10,000 less? No, it's not his small money. 10000 is it's not big, it's not small. But he accepted it. It's the power of God that moved the man to accept it. Hallelujah. It's a testimony. Each of us must have testimony. Each of us. Each of us. If you don't have any testimony, testifying to the miracle-working power of God. (laughs) If it's not there, the Bible said, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. That's what the Bible said. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Because if you are in the faith, this and this should be happening. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what Paul Paul tells Christian church. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Because so much things are not supposed to be in your life. It's in your life. It's never too late. Hallelujah. It's never too late to begin. Today is a new day. Today is a new dawn. It's new every morning. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The power, the grace, the mercy of God is new every morning. You can tap to it. But Satan is the one that will come and tell you, you are a failure. You failed yesterday. You can't make it. Remind him that your righteousness is of him. Like we say in in, in Isaiah 54, he say, their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So the Lord is your righteousness and the one that sustains your righteousness and the one that is working in you to establish you in that righteousness. Mm -hmm. So that as you walk with God, your whole life comes into conformity with his righteousness. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep walking with the Lord. Keep pressing to him. Put these things in place in your life. I beg you in Jesus' name. Amen. Put these things in your life. Make sure they are there. That is time you spend with the Lord. Make sure this time is there. There is time you feed on the Bible. There is time you are feeding on the word of God. It is actually eating. You are eating. When you are reading the Bible, you are eating the word of God. It is food. It is what? It is food. The Bible said to Jeremiah, eat it. Take this word, eat it. It is food. For the Christian, the word of God is food. What food is to your body? That's what the word of God is to your spirit man. Yeah. So if you don't eat, imagine you don't eat, unless you're a fasting. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't eat for seven days, you'll be weak yeah. in the natural. Yeah. You'll be weak. If they if say, let's go and carry something strong, you wouldn't even have strength. Ah, I'm fasting for seven days, I've been fasting, so I don't have, I don't have strength. That's what you say. You'll be tired. So imagine for seven days you haven't eaten quality spiritual food for seven days on a stretch. How strong are you going to be spiritually? Do you see that spiritual things are more real? They are real. If you don't eat consecutively for seven days, you are going to become weak spiritually. That's it. Don't deceive yourself in these last days. If I don't eat in the natural, I'll become weak in the natural. So if I don't eat spiritually, I'll become weak spiritually. Yeah. Do you not know that every word of God is contested by the devil? Mm-hmm. Do you not know? Every prophecy you receive from this pulpit into your life, the fruition is contested by Satan. That's why the Bible said in, when, you, when you read Revelation, Jesus can say, to him that overcomes, to him that overcomes, to him that overcomes. To him that overcomes. Hallelujah. So you have to overcome that the prophecy was given to you that you're going to be the next Apostle Paul for our generation. You are going to be that. Do you believe it? You're going to be the next John G. Lake for our generation. And you receive it. Yes. <laughs> the enemy comes to you trying to make sure that that prophecy doesn't come to pass even though it was spoken by God. So you have to be a strong Christian. Yeah. Listen, God told the Israelites through Jeremiah, I'm sending you to the land because of your disobedience. You're going to stay there 70 years. And after 70 years, I'll come and get you back. You get it. I think after 70 years, if Daniel wasn't praying and fasting, the prophecy would be delayed. Hello? Prophecy is never automatic. Never. Most of you who depend your Christian life on prophet prophet this, prophet that. Listen, I have a news for you. You have to play a part in the fulfillment of the prophecy. You have a part to play and that part is called faith. You have to walk by faith day in, day out. You have to keep on speaking the prophecy that's spoken over you, repeating it. Yeah. When you look at the New Testament, it is prophetic. It is prophecy concerning the Christian. Yeah. It is prophecy. It is your life revealed. You have to take that word, that life, and keep on speaking it over yourself day in, day out yes. until you see the manifestation. Yeah. Yet Satan will still try to stand against you yeah. if you don't do what you need to do. God expects us to step right into the battle It's not passive. It's not a passive thing. God told the Israelites, I love that. He said, go, I have given you land flowing with milk and honey. Go, it's yours. God never told them that there are giants in the land. You know that? He never told them. Just go and possess the land. In other words, God is not seeing the giants. Why are you seeing it? Hello? God didn't see the giants. So why are you seeing the giants? That's the question. God said, go and possess the land. He didn't mention giants. And now you went to the land, and now you're telling to God, God, there are giants in the land, as if you're teaching him something he didn't know. (laughs) You're trying to tell God something that is in the land. He missed it. Ah, Father, you missed that thing. There are giants there. You didn't see them. (laughs) Hallelujah. He knew they were there. He saw them. When he told, listen, in the Garden of Eden, he was... Blessing Adam, right? God knew Satan was there. Satan was in the Garden of Eden. Hello, when when he was blessing Adam, Satan was there. When he gave the command, "Don't eat the tree," Satan was "Don't eat the fruit." Satan was there. Satan was hearing what God was saying. But God, God, listen. God does not take into consideration the presence of the enemy. He does not. Why do you? Why do you consider the enemy's presence? <laughs> God doesn't because he knows that I am God. Yes. He knows I'm God. Yes. But you and I, in most cases, instead of looking on God, we're looking on the, on the enemy. And that is our failure. <laughs> Praise God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. They went to do the land. God said, I've already given you the land. Thank God I will have an example of Caleb and Joshua. Those who are living by faith. Those who refuse to see the giants. They refuse to see the giants in the land. Yeah. They refuse to say it, even though they were there. Yes, there are giants there, but he has already given us the land. Mm-hmm. Because he said so and does it. Mm-hmm. Ah, may we take God's word literally. Mm-hmm. May we just take God's word as he said it. That is it, without reading any other meaning into it. If God said, I am more than a conqueror, I am. If God said, I am blessed, I am. If God said, I am healed, I am healed. If God said, I am delivered, I am delivered. Nothing in between. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are more than a conqueror. Amen. Your life is so blessed. Amen. You're so beautiful in Christ. Amen. Just keep walking and ignore the circumstances. Ignore the enemy. Because as long as God and you is concerned, he has subjected the devil under your feet. Amen. Bible says he has... Put him under our feet. Yeah. You are raised up with Christ. You are raised up with Christ. We have Pastor has this African conference coming, and the title is Rising. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why not? What to hold you from rising anyway? There's nothing. Nothing. Most most I thank God for his grace upon upon us in this nation. Most Africans here are business owners, company owners. In this land. There's nothing impossible to him that believes. There's nothing impossible to him that believes. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. Just align yourself to God. Look at the word of God and receive it on face value. Receive what God said. Receive the gospel truth. The gospel truth. You must know it. The gospel truth. That truth that says that you are one with Christ. That truth that says, I have been crucified with Christ, yet I live, but not I, but Christ that lives in me. That truth is the truth that shatters the powers of devil. That particular truth. Hallelujah. You are a new creature in Christ. That's, who, that's the truth. The Bible said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, He this wisdom, we speak this wisdom to the mature. He said this wisdom is destined for our glory. It is this particular wisdom that is destined to our glory. This very wisdom. The wisdom of our incarnation in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Christ is God incarnate. And now the believer is incarnate of God, of Christ. That's who you are. So you are not just a mere man, but you are a divine being. You are a divine man with divine nature and divine power working in your favor. The blessing of Abraham is upon your life. And because the blessing of Abraham is upon your life, how can you fail? Go and look what that blessing did in the life of Abraham. Go and study and see what the same blessing that is upon your life did in the life of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go and see what the blessing did and accomplished. And the blessing of God, you are are, are carrying it. And you're still complaining. You are carrying it. And you're still fearful. You are carrying it. Praise God. Amen. It means you do not truly believe. You don't believe. You don't believe. The evidence that you believe is that words of faith flows out of your mouth. Words of faith flows out of your mouth. That's why you believe. They can put a Christian in the desert. He will flourish there. He will flourish there. Yes. <laughs> Take a Christian who knows who he is in Christ. Put him in a desert. He will flourish there. Yes. Right. Because there's <laughs> the power of God is still working in his life. Yes. Yeah. Go and read Isaiah chapter 43. He said, I will make rivers in the desert. I will make rivers in the desert. What can hinder you? What can bind your life? Yeah. So we have seen the first one is Unbelief. Unbelief that has its foundation through lack of knowledge. Not unbelief that you, you don't want to believe, but because you don't know, automatically you are an unbelief. Because you don't know who or what Christ is and what is your present position in Christ, it gives birth to unbelief. And because you don't know that, you cannot look at Satan and say, you, you, you demon, it is written. You can't say that. You can't say, I am light of the world. I am the possession of the blessing of Abraham. I have the blessing of Abraham. You can't say that because you don't know. You don't know. But when you know, you say, I am a possessor of the blessing of Abraham. I cannot lack. It's impossible for you to possess the blessing of Abraham and be in lack. It's impossible for you to have the anointing and be bound. It's impossible. So you don't know. You don't know these things. That's why these things have come to stay. Bible said the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing. Bible said in John chapter first John chapter 2: For you have an anointing. You have received the anointing. Christ is the anointing, and Christ is your life. Christ is the anointing and Christ is your life. That means you are mightily anointed. As a Christian, you are anointed. Because you have put on Christ. That means you have put on the anointing. You have put on the anointing. You have put on Christ. Oh my God. Oh. They don't know. You don't know how demons look at you. You don't know. You don't know how they see you. This is truth. You don't know how they see you. They see you as a dangerous person. Mm -hmm. And they they say together, let's keep him ignorant of it. Let's make sure he doesn't know. Because if you wake up to the reality... Of who you are. What you have in Christ. And begin to spend that needed time with God. My brother, my sister. Your life will, ex- will release power. Amen. Your life will release power. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word is yea and amen. Yea and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you have to make a make time. Listen, I from today. Let this not just be a word you hear. From today, make sure you create a quality time you spend with God from today. Make sure you do this in Jesus' name. Listen, we don't know what is going on in the world. We know it's, I mean, devil is working in the world. I don't really care what they're doing. But our safety is in drawing closer and closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Create. Don't just be, as I said earlier, a religious Christian, but create time to spend with the Lord. Create time from this time onward. Create that time. No excuse. Doesn't matter how busy you are. We are all busy, and listen. Satan is a master in making you too busy. Too busy with job. Too busy with work. Create time in the evenings. Create time instead of being on Facebook. Great time and be with the Lord and read on the word of God and eat and, and speak in tongues and pray to God. you are refreshing yourself, making yourself stronger, making yourself sharper. Hallelujah. Thank you. Making yourself stronger, making yourself bigger to say, so to speak, in God. So in these last days, you don't just be someone who comes to church. When there's power required in your life, it's not there because you you lack the faith to activate the power. Once your faith is suppressional, the power of God is available. Once your faith is suppressional, the power of God is available. It's there. That power in you is activated by your faith. Therefore, you say to yourself, I am not a normal person. Hallelujah. I am divine. I'm a child of God for God's sake. I'm a child of God for crying out loud. I'm a child of God. I want you to come to a place and say to yourself, I'm a child of God. This thing shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> Get angry. Don't, don't, don't stay. Don't take the status quo. No. Get angry. I'm a child of liberty. Yeah. I'm a child of light. Yeah. I am wow. of God. <laughs> Nothing but light and truth shall be in my life. Yeah. Nothing but victory. My life will know only victory. Yeah. My life will know only victory. If not, don't rest until it is so. Don't rest until it is so. In Jesus' name. The next thing to do in our life in these last days, you know, Jesus was, you know, before somebody dies, you know, the last words of that person is always important. You know that. When somebody is about to die, the children, if he's a rich man, the children will, right, let's go. What, what, what secret is he going to release when he's about to die? We try to find out. <laughs> so Jesus is about to die. In John chapter 17, and he was praying the last step prayer. As he was about to die. He said, Father, make them one. May they be one as we are one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, the third thing that you must know is that your life must reveal oneness with God in your character. Oneness with God. That's why the, the Apostle John was saying, how can you say you love God and hate your brother? How? He said, you say how is it possible? You say you love God, God that is unseen, and then your brother sitting down with you in the church you hate him. Your uncle in Africa you hate him. Your sister this year, you hate him. He said you are not a Christian. Hello. Your character, your attitude must be brought into conformity with Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So these things are the things we must work at in these last days. Examine yourself. Pastor, will not do that for you. Because we can't hear all of us are looking beautiful. Hello. We all look beautiful. We all smile. We all laugh. So, how beautiful are you tomorrow? (laughs) How beautiful are you in your workplace? How beautiful are you in your home? How beautiful are you when people interact with you? Do they say, hmm, this is beautiful? Or do they make, ah. So, what life are you living? Bring yourself, by the help of the Holy Ghost, into alignment with Christ. Into the same attitude and character and life with Christ. I would say, by this shall men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So we have a work to do in these last days. Listen, why are we not saying the likes of John G Lake again our generation? The likes of Wigglesworth. Is it that God, do you think God has time that He said eh, it's gonna be from this time to this time and then this time? No, it's not so. It's because of absence of, of God seekers, it's absence of God seekers. Those who bring themselves and say, Lord, I want to be all that you died for me to be. Those are who God is looking for. God seekers in these last days. Look at your life again. Examine your life as we take communion today. Let that powerful blood cleanse, wash, and sanctify you afresh in Jesus' name. Amen. Let it cleanse you. God has made provision for everything we need every day. That is why your failures cannot deter God. It is only your inability to learn from them and draw near to God is where the problem is. The Bible says His blood cleanses us every day. So you have everything it takes to be all that God made you to be. We have everything it takes to be holy. Because we are holy. Paul was speaking to the Corinthian church. He said, Be a new batch of yeast. Be a new batch without yeast. As you are. <laughs> Not as you're going to be. As you really are. Because you are a new breed. In you there is no defilement. In you there is no corruption. So corruption comes because your body is used to corruption. Before you came to Christ. Your body is used to corruption. Before you came to Christ. No wonder the Bible said I beat my body daily. I beat my body to bring it into subjection to Christ. That's why Bible said in First Corinthians It said, "Bringing every thought, captivity, to the obedience of Christ. Every thought in your life must be brought to subjection to Christ, yeah. everything in your life, yes. so that Christ reigns supreme in your spirit, in your soul, in your body, and then God is magnified." Hallelujah, Hallelujah. God is magnified." Hallelujah. Oh, I love the prayer Paul Peter, Paul, uh, Paul prayed he said, that Christ may be magnified in my body through death or through life. Mm-hmm. What a man. What a man. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, what a joy it is to be a child of God in these last days. What a joy it's going to be to live every day ready for his appearing, which is any moment now. So we live like that. That's how we live. We have the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us. We partake of him. Bible says, as you partake of him, you remember my death. We have the blood cleansing you. So every day, there's nothing that must keep you bound. There's nothing. I'm announcing it to you. There's nothing that must keep you bound. Be it attitude. Be it character. Be it something coming from your roots, from Africa, or wherever it's coming from. Nothing is supposed to keep you bound because you're a child of liberty. The Bible says Jerusalem above is born in liberty. Hallelujah. You are born in liberty. Do not allow anything to keep you in bondage. It is your responsibility. Praise God. Imagine that the prison door is open. And say go. You are free to go. You are free to walk out of the prison. And many people refuse to walk out of the prison. The door is open. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The door has been opened. Captivity has been taken captive. So what is holding you? Why are you sitting down in that place? Rise on your feet and walk in the liberty that is yours in Christ Jesus. Rise in your feet and say to yourself the things that Christ has said to you. Hallelujah. And you begin to enjoy a fresh air of liberty, glory, and power. It is your portion in Jesus' name. Don't go home and remain the same. No. Go back and bring your Bible and say, this thing I had today, I'm going to find out where it is. Do like the Berean Christians and begin to study. Begin to feed on it. And I, I know you're going to be amazed at the things you say. You're going to be amazed. Praise God. And there's so much power from those things you see that will set you in a new height of liberty. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No one under the sound of this preaching will remain the same in Jesus' name. Because Christ is the power of God. Christ is the power of God. Hallelujah. I want us to... Just one minute. One minute. Hallelujah. You've heard this truth. It's not my truth. Hello. It is not just my preaching. This is the word of the Lord. It is all in the scripture. Praise God. For the lack of time, I won't give you. I can give you all. It's full when you open the new epistles of Paul, it's full in the Bible. Who you are in Christ, where God has picked you, where he has placed you, your inheritance, your heritage in Christ, your new nature in Christ, the power in you, the blessing upon your life, it's all there. It's all there. If you don't know Christ, maybe you come to church. Just want to step inside the church. Ah, today is Sunday. Ah, let me go to church. Okay, you are here. But you don't know that you need to be born again. The entrance into these things is being born again. That's the door. You step in, into this glorious place. If you haven't done that, you know, I remember years back, in all of us we are born inside, uh, I keep saying this, inside Christian family. You know, you, you remember feeling, one of you formed. when you want to feel informed, they say, are you a Christian? What's your religion? Christian. Even though we don't know anything about Christ, because we're just born there. We claim Christianity. But it is here that I realize what Christianity is talking about. It's different. True Christianity is by revelation. So if you don't know this truth, and you have not been born again, but you have been religious, today is the day. It's not too late. You can step into a new dimension today. Hallelujah. If you haven't given your life to Christ, today is your day. Don't be ashamed. Don't think you have it. No. These things you are speaking to you today, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life that will change your whole destiny and your whole life if you will receive them. Praise God.